Hi everyone and welcome back to the Mystic Podcast. So today is our seventh episode. We will be covering Vampire Diaries Season 1 Episode 7. The episode title is Haunted. So this time it was a Halloween themed episode. We got to see the short-lived life of Vicky as a vampire. We also got to learn more about vampires and their early stages. We also saw our first kill by Stefan. Tyler was back for a brief moment and there was no Jenna, which is pretty questionable seeing as she is the guardian of Elena and Jeremy. So Tyler was absent for the past episodes and he was in this very first scene of the episode. I actually completely forgot about this scene, to be honest. And it looked like it was pretty late at night and he was on the way back from maybe a football practice, I'm guessing. Although in this season, Tyler doesn't seem to be in having a major role. Um, he actually does have a major role in season two. We get to see more of his backstory and some character development. So he goes into his car and we see Vicky in the car. And, you know, first, because we think that Tyler isn't such a main character, we think that, you know, she might kill him. So everyone seems to think that Vicky has just ran off because she was in shock of what happened at the woods. And because she's been known to be a heavy drug user from before, they just think she's off on a drug rampage or something. So there's no actual suspicion as to if Vicky's a vampire or if, you know, Vicky was the one who did something to those friends in the woods. And she's saying to Tyler that she's hungry. And because of her drug past, Tyler thinks that she's just high, that she's on something. And she tries to feed on Tyler. But just at that moment, Stefan and Damon come to the rescue. And, you know, Damon actually tries to kill Tyler. He's like, it's not like anyone's going to miss him or something. And Stefan is the one who stops it. And this is where Damon and Tyler kind of start their hate hate towards each other so this is a recurring theme throughout the vampire diaries where damon is constantly wanting to kill tyler there's a numerous amount of occasions where this happens where damon wants to kill tyler but he ends up having to save his life or just not killing him and tyler hits damon which obviously doesn't affect him at all because he's a vampire and vicky says to tyler don't hurt him which i thought was interesting because vicky and damon were never close like vicky should be hating Damon because one, he kept feeding on her and two, he turned her without her choice. So yeah, I kind of found it strange how she, you know, protected him and was on his side. So I'm starting to think maybe it's because he's her maker that she's kind of loyal to him. So in True Blood, I keep referencing True Blood in every episode, but in True Blood, the vampires are very loyal to their makers and they have a strong connection, so they would never go against what the Maker says. If the Maker summons them, they have to. And the Vampire Diaries isn't like that, so um, not everyone is loyal to their Makers. But they do have a thing called a Sire Bond, which becomes a storyline later on in the series. And a Sire Bond is when it's kind of like the True Blood connection between the maker and the progeny where they are extremely loyal they listen to everything of what their sire tells them to so although it's not explored and of course because vicky's killed off so quickly i don't know but it's a possibility that they had a sire bond there was a sire bond between vicky and damon um, but anyways damon compels tyler to forget what happened to forget they were here and to leave and then the vampires run off 
After that, the title credits roll, and as usual, we have the first scene of Elena waking up in the morning, and it's such an unrealistic way that she wakes up, like she has some makeup on her. She looks so peaceful the way she sleeps, like it's such an unrealistic way to wake up, and noticed i noticed that she sleeps with her vervain necklace on stefan warned her about the vampires she's gonna keep it on 24 7 which i don't blame her to be honest i i would probably keep it on too and at the salvatore house um vicky is calling matt to reassure him um to tell him that she's okay stefan is mentioning to vicky that she can't go home yet damon meanwhile is reading a newspaper he's saying that they're covering logan's death because there's been no mention of what happened to logan and stefan is then giving vicky some animal blood and you know damon kind of makes this um joke about like what blood is it today a skunk a saint bernard or a bambi and here we really see the different lifestyles that Stefan and Damon lead and they're kind of pushing on their preferences towards Vicky, I felt. You know, because Stefan is maybe guilty of his past or he's against human blood, he's pushing the fact that Vicky should only drink animal blood. Whereas Damon drinks human blood, he's strong and he's able to control it, so he's saying that Vicky should just feed and raise. And I think if I was a vampire, maybe I would prefer the snatch, eat, erase way to survive because I just can't imagine feeding on an animal. Like, I can't imagine killing a dog or like a squirrel. Like, I just can't do that. Whereas if it's a human, I could just have a little bit of blood and then erase their memory or just drink from a blood bag. And I also think that it's important for vampires to learn control. So, you know, instead of avoiding human blood, it's better to have a little every day and create a tolerance towards it because I think the more you try to avoid something, especially if Vicky is an addict, it's only going to make her want it more and when she finally gets that taste of human blood again, she's not going to be able to stop. So I think that it's important to have a balance and Elena is knocking on the door, Damon answers and you know Elena's kind of making these snarky comments to Damon as usual. So even though Damon in season one especially he's like the main villain and everyone's kind of scared of him elena is pretty strong like she never really shows her fear towards damon at all she's pretty cocky towards him and um but damon then says something about how you know you're not dead yet and then you see elena's face kind of change like kind of avoid damon and she goes into the Salvador house and we kind of have this close-up of Damon smirking. It's probably because he knows that Vicky is in there and it's going to cause some kind of drama. So Elena's talking to Stefan about how Vicky is doing. And Stefan says that she's a volatile, she has a volatile impulsive personality. She has a drug addiction. Um, and Elena says, oh, so you're saying that she is a vampire with issues. So they're kind of talking about Vicky behind her back. But the thing is, because Vicky is now a vampire, she can super hear. So she probably heard everything. And Elena says to Vicky, you know, how are you? And Vicky is saying, like, how am I? You're kidding, right? So in this episode, we kind of see that Elena and Vicky don't really get along and that probably existed since before she became a vampire. So Elena's kind of being fake nice, like acting like she's worried, but she doesn't really like Vicky. We also get to see a proper scene of Grams, Bonnie's grandma in this episode. It seems that Bonnie has been staying at her grandma's house for the weekend and she's been complaining that they've just been talking about witch history for the past two days and she actually wants to do something. Whereas her grandma is saying that, you know, 
it's not something you can jump into. It's not something you can take in lightly. And here we know that her grandma teaches occult studies at the university, the local university, and she lets people think that she's crazy. She thinks it's better off than for people to know that she's actually a witch. So, you know, from what we can perceive, it's dangerous for people to know that they are witches. And, you know, Bonnie has mentioned before that her mother kind of left her when she was a child. Because her grandma is a witch and then Bonnie is also a witch, it makes you think that maybe her mother was a witch too. And we don't know why she's run away, but is it to do with because she's a witch or is it just for a completely different reason? We don't know at this moment. But it's really getting interesting how, you know, the vampire storyline has also extremely sped up since the beginning of the series. You know, now Elena knows that Stefan and Damon are vampires, Vicky's become a vampire, but at the same time, we're also getting the build-up of this witch storyline, this witch background as well. And at the grill, the Lockwoods are talking about vampires. They seem to be very stressed that the watch is gone because that was one of their only leads to find the vampires. And they keep calling the vampire it instead of he or she, so they don't know what gender it is. They literally have zero information about what the vampires look like or how they are. So it's pretty easy for Damon and Stefan to stay in hiding right now. And, you know, Damon is vampiring in the background. So he's kind of listening in. He wants to know how far along they are on capturing the vampires, but I don't think he has anything to worry about. So I'm guessing that the day is a Monday by the looks of it. Um, but at the school, Tyler is really trying to make conversation with Matt. So it looks like they're still not on good terms. If you remember the last scene they were together, I'm pretty sure it was the football match. It was just before the football match. And they were arguing about Vicky, I think. Um, but Tyler's really trying to initiate conversation. Caroline and Bonnie are talking about the Halloween party. Caroline gets Bonnie a witch costume. And inside the costume, it also includes the necklace that Damon gave to Caroline. She said that Bonnie can use it for part of a costume. She doesn't care what she does with it. And again, you know, Caroline is kind of like, she changes every episode. Like the first episode, she was annoying. Second, she was okay again. Then she's annoying. And in this episode, again, she's kind of throwing shade towards Elena and Stefan. She's kind of jealous. And I guess Bonnie's just fed up with Caroline's bitchiness right now. So she says this really funny, shady comment. She says, don't be bitter, it provokes wrinkles. Back at the Salvador house, there was a scene that I loved because Stefan was talking about coffee to Vicky. It's the seventh episode of this podcast. By now, you'll probably know that I am addicted to coffee. I drink it all day, every day. Not sure if it's the best thing to do, but I still do it. Actually, for this episode, this is the first episode that I'm not drinking coffee while recording it. But I did literally drink it like 10, 20 minutes ago. So Stefan is saying that coffee is a vampire's friend. And that really made me happy. So he mentions that it warms their blood. So of course, vampires are technically dead. In some vampire fiction, vampires are considered to be very cold. Like when you touch their skin, it feels very cold. And maybe the Vampire Diaries vampires as well, they turn cold. I'm not sure because they seem to interact with humans perfectly fine. Like humans don't get suspicious, like if they touch them, that they're very cold. It's only witches that tend to have that feeling. You remember when Bonnie touched Stefan's hand and said it felt like death? But humans don't seem to notice. He's saying that it warms their blood. And then Vicky 
asks about if Stefan has drank human blood before. So Stefan mentions that he's not drinking human blood for years and he's not proud of his actions. So this implies that he's had a bad past with human blood, which of course we will be able to explore more later on in the series. Then Vicky says she needs to go to pee. Um, so I didn't know that vampires could pee. I'm not really sure about that but then she comes back and says it was a false alarm and then Stefan has gone to get more blood which I kind of guess means he's going to kill or hurt animals which I am not happy about at all. So as Stefan has gone to fetch some more blood Elena and Vicky are left alone and Elena is telling Vicky that she can't contact Jeremy anymore. This maybe wasn't the best thing to do when she's left alone with Vicky. She's very unstable. She's just been turned. And Vicky is pissed off when Elena says that. And she's saying, I guess, this predates the whole vampire thing, which kind of means that they didn't like each other since before this whole situation. And Vicky says that Elena had her brother whipped for 15 years. I get that they've known each other since like elementary school, but realistically, he's not going to be whipped for his whole life, like since he was born. Yeah, I guess that Matt's always had like a crush on Elena. And Vicky goes to attack Elena. Elena is really pissed off. And when she talks to Stefan about what Vicky did, Stefan actually kind of defends Vicky, I guess. Like he says that she's just turned so her emotions are heightened but he does agree with Elena that Vicky cannot see Jeremy. Vicky looks really bored because she's been stuck in the house all weekend all day and she's wearing the same clothes the whole time okay like she's been wearing the same clothes all weekend couldn't they've gotten her an outfit or something um so Damon decides to take her outside um but before that Vicky asks the reason why Damon turned her and then he said that he turned her because he was bored. Then he goes to say that, you know, just because your human life was pathetic or something like that doesn't mean your afterlife has to be. So he goes to take her outside. Of course, Stefan is against it. And I'm with Stefan with this one. And Damon says she's not an Anne Frank because, you know, Anne Frank was in the attic in hiding. And, you know, I agree that Vicky needs to have fun, she needs to enjoy her vampire life, but I don't think it's the best thing to be taking her outside and for her first lesson outside to be vamp speeding because she just runs off and she's nowhere to be found and, you know, Stefan has to go searching for her. So at first I thought that Vicky would probably go to see Jeremy, but she actually goes to her house. The first time I ever watched this series, I hated Vicky, to be honest. And same as Caroline, like I hated the both of them. But when you rewatch the series, especially as you grow older, you kind of really feel for each character and you realize that at the end of the day, Vicky herself, she's still just a teenager. She's still 17 or 18 years old. So, you know, she just wants to go to a house to be comforted by Matt, to see her family or to see her brother. She gets the spare key and she unlocks it and she tries to enter the house. But of course, she can't enter because she's a vampire now. So even though it's her family house, because her name isn't in the deed, she has to be invited in. So luckily Matt is there and Matt invites her and then she manages to go in. And I think that's where she kind of figures out that as a vampire, you need to be invited in. Matt makes her some food. They're sitting at the dining table and... Matt seems really pissed off because, like I said, everyone thinks that Vicky has just gone on a bender, like she's just high on drugs, she ran off. So he's angry that she left her without even leaving a message, which is understandable from Matt's point of view. 
But Vicky gets mad and she smashes the plate. Matt doesn't seem surprised. So if this was a normal, I don't want to say normal, but if this was maybe a different person, they might be surprised. But because Vicky has, you know, a past of drinking and taking drugs, he's probably seen her drunk and high before or being violent or something. So he doesn't really seem surprised about it. And Stefan has arrived at their house. He tries to come in, but Vicky says, don't let him in. So, you know, she probably figured out the whole invitation thing. If Matt doesn't invite him in, he can't come in. And he's tr she's just trying to avoid Stefan, basically. So Elena is back at the Gilbert house. She's talking to Jeremy and Elena is trying to like, you know, keep him away from Vicky. Whereas Jeremy is saying that Vicky was in every happy moment since their parents died. And he tells Elena not to keep him away. And then he kind of walks off and Vicky gives him a text telling her, telling him to meet her at the party. So he's looking forward to going to the Halloween party now. I was so surprised that, you know, like I said at the beginning of the episode, Jenna was absent in this episode again. But technically she's their legal guardian. So you'd think that she would be there and she was completely absent. She wasn't there in the morning. She wasn't there at the nighttime. So I don't know where she's gone. Like there could have at least been an explanation. Like she's off doing something for her, gra for her graduation thesis or, you know, something like that. Then we move on to the main event of the episode. So we're back to doing events, one event per episode again. And it's the Halloween party. And it was so cool. Like I really love the effects and the decorations. And it's so cool that they have that at their school. My high school never had things like that. I don't know if that's a thing for America where they do those kind of theme parties, Halloween parties at school, or is it just a TV series thing? And we see that Bonnie ended up actually dressing in the costume that Caroline gave her. She's in this blonde wig. She's wearing the necklace and she's dressed as a witch. And Caroline, I'm not sure. Was Caroline supposed to be a witch as well? Not really sure about that. At the Mystic Grill, Carol Lockwood and Mia Lockwood are there. She's dr They're drinking together. Carol tells him to just go ahead. So it looks like they're going to a Halloween party as well. Maybe it's an adult Halloween party. So it looks like they're going to the Halloween party as well. And Carol is dressed as Daisy Buchanan from The Great Gatsby. And I have to say that even though it's become such a basic costume nowadays, I love The Great Gatsby. Um, I love the film, I love the novel, and I, I just love the 1920s in general. The fashion, the music, the aesthetic. So I, I liked it, you know, I liked her costume. Once her husband, or once the mayor is gone, we see Damon sweep in and sit in front of her. You know, Carol seems to recognize him, you know, Carol remembers his name, and she says, you know, weren't you dating Caroline? And Damon just says that Caroline was just a high school crush. He, she just had a high school crush on him. Carol asks for his last name and he says that he's a Salvador. And then, you know, she kind of seems more interested to talk with him. So Damon tries to compel her to get information out of her, but it doesn't work. Then there's like a close-up of Carol's bracelet. So they're trying to imply that the bracelet that Carol is wearing probably has the vein inside it. She's mentioning that she's trying to get in contact with Zach. We, the viewers, of course, know that Zach was killed by Damon. Um, but Damon asks to Carol, is it about the vervain? So he's trying to get close to Carol to find out information, you know, just how much information or knowledge the Founders family, Founders Council actually have on vampires. So, you know, there's a saying, keep your friends close, your enemies closer. This is basically what Damon is trying to do. 
He wants to be aware of what they would do next and what they know. Um, back at the Halloween party, I absolutely love the song they play. I think it was called To Lose My Life by the White Lies. And we see that Elena and Matt were both dressed as last year's costumes. So they're dressed as a doctor and a nurse. And I thought it was kind of cute, like the way they're like, oh, you used last year's costume as well. Like it was a cute little moment in a high school love kind of way. And I don't know, like the way Matt was smiling at Elena, you can tell that he still likes Elena. He obviously still has feelings for her. After that cute moment, Matt mentions that Vicky is here and you see Elena's face change. Funnily enough, Matt says that you can't miss Vicky because she's dressed as a vampire. Well, you know, she's actually a real vampire. And, you know, Jeremy's costume is not a costume. He's just wearing a black hoodie. But I found the costumes to be very funny for this Halloween episode. The Halloween costumes represented most of the characters. Vicky is dressed as a vampire. She's a real-life vampire. Bonnie is dressed as a witch. She's a real-life witch. I wouldn't say a spoiler, but just background info on Elena. So Elena is dressed as a nurse, and actually her parents her parents owned a practice. So her, her father was a doctor, so I thought it was funny that she was... A nurse as well and we see Vicky walking through the hallway she seems really overwhelmed by the blood scent because there's so many people around her and Stefan catches her just want to throw in a quick disclaimer my Frenchie has decided to sleep right next to me if you know Frenchies you'll know that they are pretty noisy their little snuffly sounds so sorry about that um, he's very needy so if I try to push him away he just comes closer so Back to Carol and Damon. Damon is now sitting next to Carol. So earlier he was sitting in front of her. Now he's sitting next to her. And they're still talking about vampires. Carol is saying that the only vervain that they have left is, is the amount that Maya's parents left them. So it's obviously like a family tradition passed down. This vampire knowledge. And um, Damon is saying, well, how much vervain do you need? And she says she needs it for her children, friends, and for the council. And when... Carol says the council you kind of see Damon's curious about you know just how many people there are um, but Carol says that you know you'll ask if you ask Zach he'll know and Carol says that she needs to go her husband won't be happy with her and then Damon says are you happy with your husband <laughs> I find it weird that the husband actually left to go to the party without her like I would think it would be a joke like oh, okay I'm gonna go ahead you know finish your drink but he actually left he actually left and um, Damon also asks about how the whole search is going. And then Carol says that everyone came to the founders party at the daytime, were eliminated of being suspects. Damon says, oh, and he kind of looks relieved because, you know, obviously him and Stefan came in the daytime. So it also implies that they really don't have any knowledge on vampires because obviously they don't know about the daylight rings, which is a good thing, of course, for Damon say that Carol is you know a really bitchy character but I have to admit I like her like she brings some spice to the show and I like how there's more adult interactions in these previous episodes we get to see more of the parents kind of being involved in the story as well okay back at the party again um it's Stefan Elena and Vicky and Matt I really hate that Vicky is faking the fact that Stefan is harassing her you know Stefan is only trying to help her he's worried about her as soon as she sees Matt she's like oh I told you to quit bothering me and then she runs off she runs off she finds Jeremy which is obviously not good Damon is also headed to the party as well. He spots Bonnie by, is it like a cauldron? It looks like a witch's cauldron. And he sees the necklace on Bonnie. So he, you know, 
asks Bonnie to give it back, but Bonnie says she won't give it to Damon. Um, she will give it to Caroline and let Caroline decide what she wants to do. So he just tries to forcefully take it off, but his hand sizzles. And Bonnie runs off. You know, she always runs off when she accidentally does like a witchy thing. But obviously, she still doesn't know that Damon is a vampire. So she probably feels bad that she did something to Damon. She's scared. She panicked. Guessing that because Damon's lived this long, he probably knows she's a witch. Also, it's Bonnie Bennett, right? Well, I'm not sure if he knows her surname. Stefan probably does. So they're the same. she's the same bloodline as Emily. So, so maybe he knows that she's a witch and she's a Bennett witch. So Vicky has taken Jeremy outside. They're heavily making out. We see Elena and Stefan each searching for them. And Vicky is mentioning to Jeremy that she's got to leave town. She asks Jeremy to come with her. And she says that if Jeremy comes with her, that they can be together forever. So I don't think that Jeremy understands what she's actually meaning. He probably just thinks that, you know, if he runs off with Vicky, they can you know be together they won't be separated but Vicky is actually planning on turning him I think so Vicky wants to turn him so they can be together for eternity and they're making out she bites Jeremy and she licks the blood off his lips and then they continue to make out and she bites more and Jeremy is getting really freaked out and surprisingly it wasn't Stefan but it was actually Elena to be the first one to find them which I was surprised about because Stefan has his super hearing and vamp speed um, Vicky pushes Elena away, she hides under like a bus or something, and she's surprisingly strong and calculative for a newbie vampire, I think. And Stefan gives them the worst advice, okay, he tells them to go inside. Um, there's many reasons why this could go wrong, okay? First one is, while running, she can catch up with them because she's a vampire. Also, secondly, by going inside, that's not going to protect them because this isn't a house, okay? If this was a house and she wasn't invited in, they'd be protected, but it's a school, so she can go in too. And thirdly, it's best to stay near Stefan, who has the same or even more strength than Vicky. So as expected, Vicky catches up with them and she feeds on Elena and Elena's scream. Wow, really good acting. I'm guessing she's going more for Elena than Jeremy because she's holding a grudge on Elena. Um, Elena's, you know, in the way of her relationship with Jeremy. And like Stefan said, their emotions are heightened, which means her hatred or dislike towards Elena is also heightened. And Stefan doesn't hesitate to stake Vicky. And we see our first vampire death of the series. Oh my gosh, I keep mentioning it and I'm so sorry, but in True Blood, when a vampire dies, it's really gruesome, to be honest. They're like literally just guts and blood. Um, but for this series, it seems that they just turn into a gray corpse. They don't disappear to ashes. You know, Stefan really didn't hesitate to stake Vicky. You know, at first he really wanted to help her as a vampire, I guess. But, you know, it was at the point where she was going to kill Elena. She wouldn't stop. She was hard to control. So he just ended up staking her. And Elena tells Stefan to just get Jeremy out of there. Um, I guess she was more concerned about Jeremy, but what are they going to do about the corpse? But luckily, Stefan calls Damon to handle it, and we see Elena just in shock. You know, even though she probably didn't like Vicky from the start, she's obviously in shock to see her dead. Bonnie, you know, ran from the party, and she ran straight back to her grandma's house, panicking, and straight away, her grandma notices the necklace that Bonnie is wearing, and she says 
that it belonged to a powerful witch. And this powerful witch is part of their family. And she shows her a portrait of Emily Bennett. And the year says 1864. And when you first watch it, it's so amazing to like connect the dots and realize that Emily was actually the maid of Catherine. We don't know if Catherine knew that Emily was a witch or not. And because Emily and Bonnie, you know, both have the same surnames, I'm guessing that Stefan probably knows that Bonnie's ancestor is Emily. And because Damon was the one who hid Emily's necklace, um, you can kind of guess that this necklace might have something to do with Catherine or, you know, Damon had some sort of connection with Emily as well. So maybe he knew that she was a witch. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of mystery around this necklace, um, but we will find out very soon. So Damon has come to deal with Vicky's corpse. So he actually came to sort it out. I guess he wants to cover the tracks of any vampires. And Elena is really angry at Damon. Um, she says that it's Damon's fault, which it kind of is because he was the one that turned Vicky in the first place. So he, he did cause this. Um, Elena tries to hit Damon which obviously doesn't work, uh, but Damon says none of this matters and Elena says people die around you, how could it not matter? She slaps Damon, um, Damon is angry, he looks very angry but he doesn't hurt her and he can obviously smell and see the wounds on Elena's neck and he says that her wounds are bleeding so she should leave and Elena goes off and we see Damon sighing when looking at Vicky's corpse. So maybe deep down he feels, he slightly feels something, some sort of remorse. Elena is leaving, but Matt catches up with her. You know, Matt notices the blood and Elena says that the blood is just some fake blood. Luckily it's Halloween, so he's not suspicious at all. But I am surprised that she doesn't seem to be in that much pain. Like she holds her wounds, but I would think that her wounds would hurt more. Like she, she would look like, you know, she would be in pain and you know you kind of I kind of wish that Stefan or Damon healed her but at the same time maybe they don't want the risk of her turning into a vampire after the whole Vicky scenario and Matt is saying that he can't find Vicky and he says is this what I'm in for a lifetime of worrying about her so I really feel for both Matt and Elena because you see that Matt genuinely cares for Vicky but he's tired of being her guardian you know obviously their parents are absent so he's constantly worried about Vicky worrying when she's going to come back what drugs she's on and you just really feel bad for him you know he's still only 16 years old himself and I feel for Elena as well like she's trying to be strong for everyone in this episode she had to lie in front of Matt and she she's just hiding the pain and the secrets. So at the Gilbert house, we see Stefan waiting out on the porch. I'm guessing he's just planning on waiting there until Elena comes back. And Elena goes in, she asks Jeremy, do you understand what happened? And he said he doesn't understand at all. Um, obviously, because he doesn't know about the vampires, he's, he's in complete shock. But he's less in shock of the fact that Vicky was a vampire and trying to feed on him, and more in shock of Vicky's death. So Jeremy doesn't really seem to care that Elena could have got killed and was injured. She's He's more sad about Vicky's death. And even though I, I also didn't like Jeremy when I first watched this series, he's not my favorite character. You have to feel for him because him himself is only, he's only 14 or 15 years old. And he's saying to Elena, make it stop. 
it hurts. And then he says, why does everyone have to die on me? So even though he can be this really annoying character, you have to take into consideration that he's still so young. He's lost his parents. He's lost his first love. He's in so much pain. And then this song starts playing again. The Vampire Diaries tends to put in a really good kind of ballad at the end of each episode when there's like a sad ending or sad moment. Um, I will play this song at the end of the episode. Um, but we hear Jeremy crying and Stefan is listening outside. He has vamp hearing so he can probably hear everything that's going on. And switch back to Matt. Matt arrives back to an empty home feel really bad for him so elena walks out the house and she asks stefan to make jeremy forget to compel um, because she doesn't know if he can recover this time you know he's he's been for his parents death and he was barely surviving but with this vicky with vicky dying um she doesn't know how he can pull through but stefan says that there's no guarantee that it will work because of his diet because he's on animal blood um Damon arrives at that time and he says that he can do it so the fact that he's offering to do this for Elena you can kind of guess that maybe deep down he does kind of feel bad for how this whole thing happened um and Elena agrees she asks him to say that Vicky left town she's not coming back he'll miss her but it's for the best and surprisingly they actually trust Damon to go in and compel Jeremy alone after everything that he's done, after all the damage he's caused, if it was me, I think I would go inside and watch Damon compel Jeremy. But maybe it would be painful as well to watch him be compelled. I'm not sure. And Elena says to Stefan that part of her wishes that she could forget too. Because, you know, sometimes the truth hurts more. It, it's sometimes better to be oblivious. But at the same time, it's better to know the truth. So Stefan is saying, if that's what you want, you know, he's implying that, you know, she can be compelled by Damon as well. But Elena says that she can't forget because of her feelings, because of what she feels for Stefan. And then Damon comes out at that moment and says that it's done. So right now, Jeremy has been compelled. Will this compulsion last forever? We don't know. So that was such a sad episode, but it was a typical TVD style episode, to be honest. Um, there's more like this in the future. In fact, it actually gets more and more tragic, to be honest. Um, and I really felt for every single character in this episode, you really feel bad for each and every one of them. Like I said in our first ever podcast episode, The Vampire Diaries is one of those unique series where you kind of end up rooting for every character, even the villains you may or may not end up rooting for. So it's really hard to choose a best and worst character. Um, oh, okay, I'm gonna have to choose Elena for my best character because... You know, Elena's keeping this vampire lie and she's trying to stay strong for everyone. But you can see that she's crumbling inside as well. And it's becoming difficult for her to keep this lie when it, it starts to involve other people. So if it's just her, you know, protecting the lie that Stefan is a vampire, it's not affecting anyone. But now Vicky got involved and Jeremy got involved. It, it's getting really complicated. Yeah, I just felt really bad for her. For the worst character, I guess some people would pick Damon because technically he was the one that caused everything. But I am going to have to pick Vicky. 
Um, that's not to say I don't feel bad for her. Of course, I feel very bad for her. But I feel that Vicky as well um, could have survived as a vampire depending on her actions. If she would have trusted Stefan more and let Stefan help her, she she wouldn't have been staked. So, yes. part Even though Damon was the one that caused her to become a vampire, her actions led to her death in a way, I guess. Yeah, so that is the end of this episode. I'm very sorry for like some Frenchy noises that might be in the background. Hopefully you can't hear it, but if so, I apologize. So our next episode, we will be... So the next episode is season one, episode eight. The episode title is 162 Candles. Um, that's a lot of candles. <laughs> it would probably cover more than the whole cake. So it's a vampire birthday. It's actually Stefan's birthday. So yes, we get to see Stefan turning um, 17 again. And we will also see an old vampire in this episode. Um, I won't mention anything else, but we will get to see another vampire character. So thank you so much if you listen to this podcast and please subscribe, save this podcast. I'd really appreciate it if you could rate us as well. Um, also go check out our Instagram at The Mystic Podcast for more updates. And I will end this podcast episode with my favorite song of this episode, which was The Weight of Us. Kill us fine, steady The rights and the wrongs bathe us Innocent song I'm not ready I'm not ready For